Welcome to episode 133, The House Hustler. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe Goose and Jolin himself, the house hustler. In this episode, we have special guest and realtor Jolin Davis. In this episode, we discuss buying and selling homes, the real estate investing, reality TV shows, and competitiveness of the real estate industry. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Jeff Green and Pele. All right, guys, if you're new, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off with the guest himself, Jolin Davis. Thank you for joining us, man. I appreciate it. This is awesome. Oh, my God. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, man, this guy is the house hustler. He has the hoodie on. He's playing the part. He got the role. I love it. I like the logo. I love the design. Um, but for those of you, us who do not know who you are, give us a little bit of background, um, who you are, and, and a little bit about the come up. So my name is Jolin Davis, and I grew up in Bucks County, Bristol, represent. What you may Bristol, not know Bristol. is uh, Miguel and I went to third grade together. I don't yeah. know where you were right. at that time, but That's right. we were like right before Miguel came down to the borough, man. It was like, man, what happened to Goose, man? He's gone. <laughs> Started a fourth grade year, but you were probably a baby at that point. But uh, I, grew up, I grew up in Bristol, and... Um, I'll tell you what, man, it was a it was a journey to become a real estate agent. It was uh, I think I, I always say, like, if you are a teacher or a doctor or a lawyer or a specialized profession, when you go to college, you know what you're playing big. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean, yeah. so it's like it's set. Yeah. If you're a business major, it's pretty much everything else in the world. It's yeah. Like, well, <laughs> it's like just wide I, open. I don't know if I want to work for Hertz or in a car. Right. I don't know if I want right. to. <laughs> right. You know, it's so. I started out um, with my career doing a bunch of different things. Kind of, again, I worked for Hertz. I worked for Verizon. I did the call center stuff. That wasn't that wasn't for me. Um, and what happened was, I had friends that were in real estate, and I, I had like three people specifically who were like, "Hey, man, I think you'd be really good at this." And I was kind of like, "I don't know, I don't know." But at the time, I was working with. Uh, I was working with my uncle's company, which was, I was doing project management for Johnson & Johnson. Um, and it just wasn't for me, man. I, I, I mentioned Hertz earlier, but I started out at Hertz and I was in their like management trainee program. Yeah. And, uh, and our stepbrothers, they got a line where he's like, I'm gonna go work for Hertz or Enterprise Rent-A-Car where they give you the tools to succeed. <laughs> and a little thinking, plug. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, like, I always think about that because it was like, oh great, I, I don't know where I wanna do, so I go to Hertz and I get in the management training program and I loved it, I was doing great. Yeah. Um, but I had an opportunity to work with my uncle's company, it was double the money, and yeah. I was like, man, I, 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 wanna go, I wanna go make more money, so I left. And I, I, I say that part as the beginning of my story because I think right now it's it's big that um, mental health is a big thing in our in our world right yeah, now, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's something that everybody knows someone or deals with their on their own level. Um, and when I got to my new place, even though it was more money, I, I think I was better off staying where I was. Like I was mm. way better at being a Hertz manager to <laughs> yeah. be than I was being a project manager mm. for Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I. I uh, I went through some depression and yeah, I was yeah. like, I was, I was down and out, man. Yeah. Um, so I have friends. Wait, now, so hold on, like back up. So when you were kind of going through it, uh, you know, mentally and emotionally, was it, what, what was it? And obviously you were making more money. What triggered? So I think that, I think that what, what was troubling for me was that I didn't feel fulfilled. I yeah. felt like I was doing something that was a job. I was doing it for money, but I wasn't passionate about it so right, every right. day is a struggle when you're not passionate about your job absolutely you know so you you get up and you go there and you're like yeah this is cool but you you can't stop thinking about what else you would be doing if you had the time yeah yeah, yeah. 
the irony of all that is when you get the time, then you're like, shit, I don't got nothing to do. Yeah, that happens so often. Yeah. Um, so I was there. I was very unhappy. But because I was unhappy, I wasn't performing as well as I would have liked. Right. Uh, my cousin, who was like one of the managers there, he, uh, shout out to Ryan, love you. He, uh, he, it, it was tough. He's like a brother to me. So yeah. like to let him down, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was the one who like vouched for me. I was like, Jesus, yeah. man, I'm not, mm. not really holding up my end of the bargain. Right, so right, right. It, it pushed me to a place where I was super, super sad. Yeah. Um, so uh, the friends that I had, so I talked to Ryan, we worked out, they were going to let me go, which was amazing because then I was able to collect while I was yeah. figuring out my next mm. move. Yeah. Uh, I had three friends who were really, really into real estate at that point. Um, Kelly, who's Kelly Straka, who's my wife's best friend who kills it now. She does yeah. like real estate on top of development, on top of staging, on top of design. Wow. Um, Trevor Smith, who's like a brother to me, who still does a lot of developing, still does real estate, and George Akers, who is a realtor in Miami. Um, those three people were just like, yo, man, I think you would be great. And what started to happen was I would be like sending them deals, like sending them people who I know who are interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would come back and have a check for five grand. And I would be yeah. like, yo, what's... What's my cut of that? And they're like, you don't get a cut because you don't have a license. <laughs> right, like, right, right. I'm like, damn, I want just, just rub it in. Yeah, I need a, I need those checks. I want to yeah, be a yeah, part yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, so I think that, and and just to finish off what I was saying about mental health, man, I started to see a therapist, and they were, it was so refreshing because they were super matter of fact. They were like, if you don't like your job, quit. Yeah, 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 and and it's easy. It's it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's kind of like, hey, listen, all the things that you have, all the things that you covet or value or are things. So if you're if you're not happy, then it doesn't really matter if you have those things or you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it really doesn't. It's like no house, no car, no, uh, you know, sure property, no whatever, clothes, sneakers, none of that stuff can. Uh, can replace happiness. Yeah. None of it can make you happy. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I got fired, which was amazing. And then, <laughs> and then I, I, I was on those, I was on those Obama bucks as I called them. And I yeah. was, uh, studying for my real estate license. Okay. Um, before I go any further, I want to set, I want to set a precedent for, uh, the podcast. I brought you a gift. Nice. What, all right. So he just handed me a book that is, by the Harvest House Publishers titled One Minute Prayers for Men. So what I got that from an aunt of mine for Christmas this year. And wow. I, uh, what I do is I don't like stand and read it every day, but it's an yeah. awesome, I thought, with the blessed movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was uh, proper to bring it. Um, so you just, if you open up a, a page on the book, it'll yeah. say, you know, dealing with, you know... <laughs> Bad, Bad connections, connections. <laughs> and it'll be a Bible wow. verse that kind of speaks to it, okay. and it'll be um, just a little bit, just a one-minute uh, thing to get your day started. So I like to read it in the morning wow, because nice. it just, it don't matter what page I flip to, it's something that's relevant to my life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I wish I had three of them because I would give them to you guys yeah. too. I'll, I'll make that happen, man. The house hustler got budget, man. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get it done for you, Amazon. That's awesome. Man. I appreciate um, that, man. That's awesome. So yeah, maybe, maybe that's something you can keep in your office and, and just absolutely. take a look at it when you can. Absolutely. Um, I appreciate that. Fantastic gesture. Thank you. Yeah, so now every guest moving forward needs to bring a gift. Yeah, you know, you know? he really is setting it <laughs> right, up right now. Right? Yeah. You don't, you don't just show up with no <laughs> gift. So. I like it. That's my gift. Yeah, um, thank you. That's awesome. All right, so so I get started, right? So uh, three weeks, I take the license course, and it's uh, I do it online in Pennsylvania. In, in Pennsylvania, you could take your license online. Uh, take the classes online. So did you reach out to any of these three friends of saying, what What do I need to take or what do I need to do? So no, they were kind of like, yo, you got to take the test. Call me when you take the test. Call me when you're done your <laughs> oh, classes. Gotcha, you got gotcha, 60 right. hours. We'll see you in two months. And gotcha. I actually finished my classes in three weeks. Wow. I was just so focused. It was like, I wasn't, I'm not going to be one of those people that like, I'm getting the Obama bucks and partying. But I was like, yo, I, I don't, we had my wife and I, she wasn't my wife at the time. Laura, we love you. Um, we bought, we had bought a house in Quincy Hollow. Yeah. So I had bills, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. right on quick set. Like, yeah, right off of, yeah. yeah. So we had a house there and I knew that I could, you know, stay afloat with, uh, unemployment, but I know I needed to get another gig. So, yeah. so three weeks 
then I'm ready to take the test. And I, I, I um, ended up taking the test at uh, right at, uh, what do I want to call that place? Roman Halls. Okay. Del Halls, right on 413. So I yeah. go in there and I fail it the first time by one point. And I go in, I take the test. I'm all nervous. You don't yeah, know yeah, what to expect. Yeah. And the lady's like, ah. Oh. You find out instantly. Yeah, yeah. Like you walk out of the room. There's a lady sitting there. She sits there for 12 hours a day, and she. uh, Yeah, that gotta be a depressing job. And she goes, she goes. (laughs) She's like, ah, you missed it by one. And I go, ah. Now I was more upset that now you got to pay for it again. Another 170 Uh, bucks. You got to wait 24 hours. Yeah. So I had did this. this thing called LicensedTutor.com, which was like basically taking practice tests over and over. Okay, okay. So I was into the practice tests, taking them, taking them, taking them. Um, and then the next time I killed it. And I was like mm. licensed and I was on top of the world. But yeah. Yeah. What, what, what a lot of people don't know is that like real estate is something you have to take class for. You got to go to school for. But ultimately, I'm assuming like a lot of other sales jobs, when you're ready to go, when you have the green light, it's like, all right, well, good luck. And... I hope you get a deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but before that, here's uh we got a thousand dollars. It's gonna cost you to get in and come and uh, you know join our company and everybody loves you and they want to bring you in. But ultimately, it costs you money to do it. Yeah. So so at the time, I was like, all right. So I gotta I gotta you know I never been a, a lazy person. I always been a person that had hustle. Yeah. So I went and got a job at T-Mobile, and the reason I got a job there was because no matter how many hours you work. You get full benefits. So oh, at the well, time, okay. oh, I wasn't well, okay. married. I didn't have any benefits. Now I'm working at T-Mobile 30 hours a week, but I'm like literally treating T-Mobile like my part-time and real estate like my full-time. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Um, got a deal in my first 30 days, which is like very rare, and, and I was blessed to have um, my boy Ty and his wife, Murda. They, they trusted me with their biggest purchase. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got started, and it, and it was like, you know, hit the ground running. I, I, was, I was amazed. I loved it. Love it to this day. So that was kind of my, that's kind of my, uh, how I got started. It was, yeah, just, yeah. it was just right place at the right time. So, uh, you know, starting um, and getting your first deal in the, you know, the first 30 days and, and just basically doing whatever it takes is uh, wildly admirable. How did you come up with the, the name, The House Hustler? So it, it, I think it's uh, you see this a lot in the NBA, but I don't think you should be able to give yourself a nickname. You can't yeah. be like, oh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm Jimmy right. J, the yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. killer. Yeah, like, yeah, people yeah. gotta call you that. Yes, yeah. I agree. I <laughs> in agree. order for it, to, so, I agree. Um, I had uh, friends of mine, my boy G, I think, ended up started calling me that. Um, but it was because I was literally going to go anywhere at any time for any deal. I don't care if it's. Two o'clock in the morning. If you call me tonight at one thirty, I'm probably laying in my bed looking yeah. at houses, mm. not for anyone in particular, just looking because yeah. I just like to know. Yeah. So I got the reputation of like, yo, listen, if you want to see houses and it's you know ten o'clock and they're vacant, let's just go. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. what can they really do to us? So right, we got right. the lockbox code. We're in there. Right, right, right. So I just became a person that was uh, obsessed with um, getting deals. So yeah. the name stuck because I I. I I felt like I earned it. Yeah. Maybe a little premature because I was just hustling without very many deals, but I was doing it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but now it's come to fruition. <laughs> it's, so, I so, think I've earned it to this point. I like it. I like it. It's very fitting. Um, h- how did you come up with the actual logo with the little, uh, it's like a, a lowercase H, like a flame on, uh, basically looks like a like the chimney, there's a top and then the outside uh, shadow of the house. So um, um, I listened to my boy Twan's interview with you and he shouted out Tone Lover who's been a mentor and a friend to all of us right yeah, yeah. Twan is like a brother to me Tone's like a uncle father figure to all of us yeah. um, we went to Vegas for the Profender which is Tone's uh, basketball oh, yeah, yeah. training That's tool right. yeah. and he had one of his boys there named Vincent who was just like Vincent Cho one of the smartest guys you ever meet he's just okay. like super sharp yeah. lives in Manhattan New York guy you can yeah. just wow. tell yeah. so he seen me putting up bootleg homemade logos on Facebook. Okay. And he like kind of inboxed me and was like, yo, bro, I'm going to get you a logo. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, you know, um, he was like, listen, you don't have to pay me anything. I'm going to just do it for you. And I was like beside myself. Vince, thank you, man. Thank you, Vince, so much. Thank you. I mean, my parents instilled that into me early. It was like, please and thank you. 
could yeah, be worth a million dollars to you, sure. if you if used properly. For sure. Um, so Vince created this logo and he gave it to me and said, listen, this, here's how you pay me back. Use this logo and do me proud and, and, mm. and live the house hustler. Wow. So it, it was a gift. And I, I listen, if you could have seen the some of the preliminary logos, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. this is <laughs> five million times better. <laughs> Yo, I love I actually love it because the, the simplicity of it, that's yeah, yeah. that's my thing. And this like guy, it. this guy, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. This guy no, is so like a he's like a Manhattan logo design. Like their logos cost twenty five grand. You know, oh, it's yeah. like He's not, and he was doing this in his spare time, just like out as a, as a favor. Yeah. Because he knew that I, like, I had talked to him while we were in Vegas. He knew that I believed in it and that I, you know, I really, really wanted to make it happen. So he was like, I'm, I can't have you out there with that, with yeah. that, uh, <laughs> yeah. with that uh, Microsoft Word logo you just created. He was like, don't yeah, do it. Yeah, that's great. Um, so, so you, you talked a little bit about, you know, the, the come up, but I like to, I always like to ask this question. Um, can you explain something, you know, because you said, you know, I was taught, you know, please and thank you, um, that you always kind of had, you know, the little hustle mentality. But was there something about your childhood that you feel that contributes to your current success? I think, uh, I think it's everything. I yeah. think that my childhood was, um, as I became, I was, I was just about basketball my whole childhood. All yeah. I did was play basketball. I went to school on the basketball scholarship. I was... I was uh that was the plan. I was just gonna play basketball, but I never had a hoop dream. I was always like, yo, listen, I know I gotta get to this money. I know that yeah. I'm not going to the NBA. Yeah. I, there was no um there was no uh confusion there on my part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was that in, a, in itself kind of a help? So you already knew there was no hoop dream, but so were you just going getting a scholarship just to get a full ride for college so you got a degree or cause you said you know you had to get to this money. So right. was it more of like a all, all right. right, so um how uh, I think what you originally asked me was how how my growing up contributed to what I do now. And yeah. I think um, I always had sales. After I got out of college, I started selling sh- things. Yeah, First, yeah. I started selling Nextel phones. And then I was selling <laughs> it's classic. like... classic. Then I was selling like uh, Cutco knives. And I, I think I think what, <laughs> I what like it, it. how it contributed is I think it gave me legitimacy once I found out what real estate was about. Okay. Once I had real estate, then I was like, all right, I, I don't want to be like Hustle Man or Martin. Yeah, I'm yeah. selling shitlin' yeah. you know, <laughs> loaves. Kind of, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be that. Yeah, yeah, And I yeah, want to, yeah. like, I, I know a lot of people, so I had a huge uh, social media following. Yeah. And you don't want to be the used car salesman guy on, right, on right. Facebook. Right. You don't want to be the guy that's like, yo... Uh, let me get your address. I'm selling electricity, yeah. and you don't want to be the only one that's missing this. And like around our way, <laughs> we got a lot of people who who have yeah. hustle, but they yeah. like they're always pitching everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. and for me, it was like I always had because my dad was like that. My dad was like a um, he was like a guy. He always talks about the shack. I mean, my dad had this. Uh, he used to live on Otter Street when they grew up. And yeah. He used to have their their shed. He used to charge a quarter to get in and like play music. <laughs> People were wow. like, yo, your dad had that shack popping back in the like, 60s. Like, and dead serious to this day. Anybody from Bristol knows my dad. He's, a, he's a wild man. But, so I was born with the, the hustle, but right. I just feel like I got legitim- legitimized once I, was, um, once I found real estate and I was able to stick to it consistently. Because mm-hmm. now people are like, oh, he ain't going to be selling used freaking BMWs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next week, right. I know because of the consistency of doing it. So, yeah. I think that's I think that's huge. I feel like we we've all done there, and I feel like you have to go through that though. But there's some people that don't hit that stop button and continue to sell a bunch of random things and, and get all caught up in that mess. What happens is people just you you lose credibility with people. Yes, yeah. They're like, Big yeah, time. listen, today you love this, tomorrow you'll love that. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. to buy everything every yeah. time. Yeah. So a lot of times now people people call me about like opportunities i'm like listen i i love it i think it's a great idea i hope it works out for you but i can't risk uh my credibility to the people that believe that i have something legitimate to say absolutely i had a guy call me about um bitcoin and i'm not saying bitcoin didn't make some people some money yeah he calls me he goes yo joel gotta come to this meeting tomorrow i'm telling you last month i made 25 grand and i was like what he's like i made twenty five thousand last month doing this bitcoin all you gotta do is come it ain't gonna cost you nothing. And I said, Well, what's the cost to sign up? He said, It's about five hundred to get started. And I said, Listen to me, Chris. 
Uh, and I don't want to expose him. We don't know what Chris it was. But <laughs> so listen to me, Chris. If if I had a golden goose in my backyard that was uh, goosing out eggs that were golden, do you think I would be calling people over to have a meeting so to give everybody the goose? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so I'm not saying that you're not telling the truth about what you're saying. What I'm saying is it doesn't really, I'm cynical enough to believe if you made 25,000 last month, there's no reason for you to call me for me to make, for you not to make 50,000. Right, 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 right. So I just, I just uh, am very hesitant to bite on to the neck, to whatever is in vogue of the, of the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. So, so you're in a very highly uh, competitive profession. Uh, Does, you know, you said, you know, you were, you were a baller your whole life. You, you obviously, you, you did a lot of competition. Is that, is that part of the excitement, the rush, or is it, where, where does the, the adrenaline rush come out? Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of competition. Right. I think, I think what you see in real estate is, I mean, the, the answer to that question is the leaderboard. That's where yeah. you see the competitive nature. It's like, yeah. you see people doing X amount of deals. You see them posting X. Now, I don't post a ton. Every yeah, yeah, once yeah. in a while, I'll get pissed off and I'll be like, all right, just for because the people will be like, mm-hmm. oh, people don't even think you sell real estate anymore because you never post it on social media. So I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> that's all I do. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I, I, there's, I think that there's a fine line. I think that that it's you don't want to be braggy. You don't want to be. Right. You don't want to turn people off. Like, oh, look at me, I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I think that there is something to be said for healthy competition yes. so you see people doing well you see people getting deals and you just it for me it motivates me to do better i i see people buying houses buying cars whatever i just am like hey listen why not me you know yeah, yeah. so it, it motivates me and and i think that a lot of people i think a lot of ex-athletes go into sales for that reason yeah because sales it's it's very clear just like it is there's a stat sheet at the end of the game. The numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's a natural progression. Yeah, yeah. What um what what do you what would you say is the hardest thing about real estate? I think the hardest thing is understanding that that you can't you can't help everyone. And and one of the things that you don't that 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 you wouldn't know about real estate or that I didn't expect at all is the is the personal connection that you get with people. Like, yeah. it's a big purchase. It's, mm. it's a huge deal to people. So if you are taking every dollar, you're dipping in your 401k, you're, you're borrowing money from family, and you're buying this house because you believe it's the best for you and your mm. family, and you make a mistake, yeah. there's a lot of pressure on people, especially yeah. for their first home. Yeah. Sure. So, so that's like... That's like the biggest thing that that really stuck with me that I didn't expect at all. And, yeah. and I mean, you you become like you become f- like family with people after you spend ninety days with them, and it's like sure. every day we're like, "What do you think?" No. Um, and the other thing is like you become like a therapist because there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, factors. There's yeah. you know, husband or wife, boyfriend or girlfriend, kids, school districts, yeah. and a lot of those things add up. So. That's that's probably the most rewarding part for me is the is the relationships I've built with people that I didn't never expected to to build. Yeah. So it, have you dealt with with people who really don't even know what they want? <laughs> oh my god. No nobody knows what they want. <laughs> well, no, here's the deal. Everybody knows what they want. Nobody can afford it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's, I want a house with eight bedrooms, four <laughs> yeah. bathrooms, and I want to yeah. spend two hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say names. I, uh, Lord, may Lord strike me down if I'm telling a lie. <laughs> I had a person call me and say, "Listen, I want to live in Langhorne, Newtown, Yardley, Willow Grove, or Montgomery County." And I said, "All right, that's fine. I, I mean, I work all of PA." And she was like, "My budget is about one hundred and twenty-five thousand." And I was like. Yeah. 125000 Listen, I don't have $125,000 in my pocket right now. I'm not saying it's not a lot of money. What I'm saying is to live in Willow Grove, it's not that you're in a trailer. Right, yeah. right, right. And it's like part of your, the psychiatrist part of it is like you have to, you have to educate people on, yeah. hey, listen, there's no, like, I, I always say this, and I, I, it's, it's important I say this here. If you are in... Bristol Township, and you talk to someone about 
you talk to someone that lives in Indian Creek about living in Croydon, they would talk to you and say, they look at you and say, nah, I would never live in Croydon, bro. I live in Indian Creek, like whatever. If you talk to someone that lives in Middletown Township, right across New Falls Road, where I did in Quincy Hollow, you ask them about Indian Creek, they would go, nah, I'm not living over there. It's like Indian Creek. <laughs> yeah. you, talk right, to, right. you talk to somebody in Langhorn about Quincy Hollow, they'd be like, bro, I live in Langhorn, like by Sesame Street. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not right. going down there to Quincy Hollow. You talk to someone in Yardley about someone in Langhorn, what do they say? Yeah. I live in Yardley, bro. It's like, this is Yardley. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. where the rich people live. Yeah. 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 Now, you go to Washington's Crossing, and what are they saying about Yardley? If they're on the water over there by New Hope. Right. Talk to New Hope. You understand what I mean? No yeah. matter where you go, somebody wouldn't live there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? Of course. Where I live now, People there wouldn't live in Bucks County because they think their school district is the best school district right. and they have the best basketball teams and their teachers are the best and Zillow says that they're A-rated. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so to hear this all day, every day, you have to constantly remind people, hey, listen, what's best for you doesn't mean that or what's best on the internet or what your friends say or what other people think. It's about you personally. Yeah. You know, it's like I always tell my wife, I'm like, like my wife's way. We have an interracial child. We could go to a millionaire neighborhood and it could be nothing but people that don't look like me and mm -hmm. my child. And what if everybody there has an issue with that? Yeah, yeah. Even though it on paper seems like a better neighborhood, it's not better for us. Sure. Right, right, you understand right. what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, it's like absolutely. so that's a conversation that's all the time because yeah. everybody wants better. And I'm not trying to be here, be like, don't want the best for your family. It's just you gotta keep it in perspective. You gotta see sure. what's best for you. And yeah, maybe yeah. and maybe absolutely. what's best for your friend or what you heard on TV or what uh, U.S. News and World Report reports, like people think the Truman's bad. Truman's a great school. Yeah, yeah. Great things happen to people. And I, I'm one of, a firm believer of, like, my mom was one of those moms that didn't play. It didn't matter if I went to Trenton High. I yeah. was uh, going to do my work and yeah, yeah, yeah. be something. Yeah. yeah. Regardless of what was going on at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, so I'm a firm believer in that. So, um Going back to, you know, educating yourself and, and you know, you had um, to take a couple classes or whatever it was, what, is there, is there any seminars or anything that you currently attend or you are attending or would like to attend? Um, and, and is real estate something where you constantly have to stay um, educated on? All right. So I got news. Um, breaking news. I don't, <laughs> yes. I don't know if you got a breaking news sounder, but we'll add that. We'll put that in at the end in the post. That's um, too funny. I have recently switched brokerages today. Like today, this is why wow. I was so glad I was coming today. Uh, nice. Um, I switched from, I was at REO Complete, which was an amazing um, opportunity with Rich Beaumont and Langhorn. And Today, I signed papers to go to Whitecourt in Morristown, New Jersey. Um, so by the time people are hearing this, I will have blasted, flooded my Facebook timeline with, <laughs> <laughs> with breaking news. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so you constantly want to learn. So for me, the next step is I've been pretty consistent where I'm at. I, I do 25 to 35 deals a year. I am in the 200 to 400 price bracket, and, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, I want to go to half a million and above. Like, okay. that's where I want to be consistently. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way you grow. The only way you grow is, like, I mean, you guys, I see reality TV on our itinerary here. You guys see the shows. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. happens when you start dropping those million-dollar listings? Oh, yeah. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Things start changing. Fiskers yeah. start pulling up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> custom suits. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And don't worry, when I get there, I won't be acting too big for you guys. I'll come back. <laughs> Some people will turn on you, not me. I'll be here doing it just like this. Now you mentioned uh, like the range and what it is for your goal. Is is that is that like a you qualify your buyers in that sense, or if you know the you know the person did come to you with I got a like hundred grand, versus the person who has says I got you know the couple that comes with eight hundred thousand. Right, so no, I will do a deal for 38,000. I'll do yeah. a deal for any amount of money anytime. Yeah, what yeah. I what I'm focusing on is who I go after. So when you come in the game, you got to deal with what they call your natural market, right? Yeah. So that's like the people, your cousins, your friends, your friends of friends, the people you can reach on social media. Yeah. Sure. Um 
So that's my natural market. I like to believe, I like to say, if I was born in Beverly Hills, I would have been rich. Because yeah. everybody I grew up with and went to school with would have been <laughs> right. would have been rich by, you know, nepotism and we would have made it happen together. Yeah. Right. But that isn't the case. So yeah. So we gotta grind our way out. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you didn't start having the amazing setup you have now. You didn't start yeah. with your brother having a big enough place to be able to do it there. Yeah. You just made your way. Yeah. So for me, my next step is like all right, so I gotta I gotta start you know doing paid advertising. I gotta yeah. start um, you know being around open houses that are a little bit higher a price point. Right. That way, when the buyers come in, I can work with them. Um, but yeah, no, no, trust me, no. My dad always says, "Patches make quilts." Right? That's my dad's favorite quote. Yeah. God forbid one day when my dad is gone, I will one million percent say that at his funeral. Because Patches Make Quilts is such a simple idea, concept, mm -hmm. but it's so real. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. every little thing you do adds up to a big thing, yeah, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and that's what he's always instilled in me. So I'm just like, so I, I've always, in real estate, been with the philosophy that five $200,000 deals is $1 million deal. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, do more, do more, do more. Now you get to the point where you want to do more two $500,000 houses because you know that in order to grow, that's the way you got to get there. Yeah. Right. Um, now, do you have ongoing clients? Um, do you, like, do you have a relationship with someone who's like a flipper or an investor who's constantly like, Joel, I need, you know, here's my next flip. It needs to be in this area. It needs to be... Yes and no. Okay. Yes, um, I do have relationships with investors. No, they're not consistently doing new construction flips like you would traditionally see. Okay. I felt in most businesses, I had to work with people who are new, who they're mm -hmm. just doing one a year or they're yeah. just, because that's how relationships get built. That's how you could get something that you could stand on. Definitely. If they trust me, I trust them. So that's the way I, I've approached it. Like I, of course, went and reached out to a lot of people that you see, you know, doing the huge developments, but a lot of them have relationships already and that's not that's not a deterrent to reach out to them it's just yeah. the reality of the situation so yeah. i found that trying to find people that are um that are just getting started and bringing value to them like that's that's the biggest thing that's really like mm -hmm. you got to come to them with like opportunities yeah, yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. see that like hey this dude is like he ain't trying to just use me for what i've already developed mm -hmm. yeah. because they started somewhere too yeah he's building with me and he's yeah. trying to bring value yeah so i think that that's universal, regardless of what business you're in, what point you're at in that business. If you can bring value, people want to use you. Yeah. In in we did mention the, uh, the reality TV shows. Was there is there any of those shows out there? Because I feel like every time we have someone on and we talk about not just in real estate, but we talk about something that's related to what sure. they do, their profession. There's a lot of fluff that goes with these shows. Is there any of these shows that you can relate to most or you think is most accurate to represent the real estate industry? I think that all of them have their their base in reality, right? They at the end of the day, it's very real for the people on Million Dollar Listing that they're that they're that's what they're doing. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It's very real for flip or flop, you know. Now what's not real about that? is I flipped a house and it ain't two commercial breaks and then they cut yeah, your check no. for $68,000. <laughs> that is not what happens, all right? It's, it's more like nine months of yeah. babysitting guys that smoke more cigarettes than you ever seen anyone smoke. <laughs> and you're like, yo, bro, like, can you stop? Are you going to paint anything or are you going to smoke the entire Then you smoke break every 10 seconds. Oh, my God. So it's like, for me, the flip game is, is hard for me because... And I'm done with it because of that. Like that's that's the golden key to invest or flipping mm. is like if you aren't a contractor, your father-in-law, your brother, somebody that's on your team is not the person doing the work, then you're done. Yeah. Mm. Because unfortunately, the the rule and not the exception is that contractors do what they want to do. Sure. Yeah. And if you, you know. Uh, think that they're out to help you. They're really like doing three jobs at a time and they yeah. got their dues there and they're like, we had a guy, uh, we had a guy that literally was two thirds of the way done. So normally what you do is you pay in the beginning yeah. a startup fee, right? That normally they buy their materials mm -hmm. with. Okay. You pay at the halfway point and then you pay at the end. Okay. So we paid at the halfway point and dude was like, 
yeah, we need that last payment. And I'm like, we're at about 61%, bro. So if you get the last payment, if you get the 100% payment, <laughs> yeah. how am I to ensure that yeah. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, get huh? from 61% to 100%? Yeah. And he was like, well, if I don't get the payment, nobody's coming tomorrow. Wow. And nobody came. <laughs> wow. I was like, he didn't get it and nobody came. And we are like, but that's all you have is that yeah. that last bit of money. But yeah, it's yeah. like, to be in a cutthroat industry like that, mm. it's like, yeah. for me, it was always, and I, I, I like to be transparent. I don't have enough cash to, like, I'm ready to hurt somebody. Yeah, yeah if my absolutely. Lo- if my little bit of cash is, 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 is gone, right, right, right. <laughs> or you don't have an answer for me, I, I'm uh, super upset. So. Yeah. So no, um, it's it's all real. It, yeah. It's all very real, but it's just sensationalized for TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it, like again, the the time isn't long enough for it to show the accuracy. But at the end of the day, if you if you're getting deals and you're able to get a TV show, here's the deal. Like, I feel in most of the shows, other than maybe the million dollar listing type shows. The show becomes their business more than the business is absolutely, absolutely, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's like you. All right, I'll give you a perfect example. You listen to the radio, you'll hear Van Merrill from A and E's flip this house <laughs> yeah. has a yeah. seminar. Yes, two free come to the seminar. Well, really, it's two ninety nine ahead for the weekend, right? Yeah. And I always have this conversation with with a couple of my boys, and I'm like, let me put it to you like this: You put a hundred people in a room, it's three hundred dollars ahead. That's what thirty thousand, mm. right? Mm-hmm. $30,000 a day for a weekend in a city. You don't got to flip no more houses. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but you've already exactly. flipped all the houses you're flipping. You got a show, and now your business is telling people how to flip houses exactly. with no cash, no yeah. credit, yeah, no yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It don't matter. So. Yeah. They do a good job in selling this stuff, though, oh man. Because I, I, I've gone to these things, and everybody I, I went wants to, this, to go. And I, I tell people, don't do it, don't do it. I never got to the point <laughs> to actually paying, but I was just interested. I'm like, what is how am I being tricked? And I was always fascinated. I'm going to give it all to you, man. It's free on the Rotated Views podcast. <laughs> Episode 133, I'm going to give it to you right now. Don't ever pay your $300 for the weekend. This is what they're going to tell you. All right, great. They're going to tell you to wholesale. Wholesaling is investing without cash or credit or anything. Yes. Um, before I got to REO Complete, I worked for the People's Choice Real Estate, Greg Knight, one of my mentors, the most amazing dude, taught me everything about wholesaling there is a no. Here's what it is. The cat's out of the bag. Don't give Dan Merrill 300. <laughs> wholesaling means you have a house in Levittown. Yeah. I come to you. I put out a sign. You ever seen a sign that says, we'll buy hash for, house for cash. Call this number. Yes. Yeah. All right. Those are called bandit signs. Bandit signs go out. Numbers on them. People that call that number are desperate for money. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Ten times out of ten. Yes. You're desperate for money, you call that number. That number routes to an administrator somewhere who pre-qualifies you. What are you looking for? Oh, well, we need like 100 grand to get, you know, to get our fix, to get out of what we're in, whatever. So now I see Jimmy's called, he wants 100 grand, and I have his contact information. I go up, now I'm Joel and I'm the realtor for People's Choice Real Estate or any wholesale company who put that flyer out there. I go to your house. Jimmy, what are you looking for? All right, give me a hundred grand. All right, well the house is worth two fifty fixed because it's in Levittown. He wants a hundred, but I know that I could sell it to my list of investors for one hundred and fifty. So I'm just working him off of that hundred. That's the whole whole reason I'm there. Hmm. All right, Jimmy, look, we'll give you seventy five cash. Can you take that? Can you do that? That's all I can do. Yeah, I could do seventy five. All right, great. So now what we do is I enter him into a contract. It's literally probably shorter than this paper. It's literally like, <laughs> do you, Jimmy, sell this for Jolin for 75 grand? Yes. Sign here, get it notarized. <laughs> now he's, now I'm in contract with Jimmy for $75,000 for his house. I, at the same time, have an ad out on Craigslist that says, four bedroom, two bathroom, Levittown, way undervalued, call this number. The people that call in that number are now my buyer's list. Those people call, yeah, you got that house in Levittown? Nah, I don't, but I always get them. Let me get your email, and I will call you the next one that comes up. You just missed this one. Damn, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I'm just making a list of email people that got cash I want to buy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now I got Jimmy under contract for 75 I know the house is worth 250 I know that the investors want to pay around 125 to be 
have a chance to fix it and make some money off of it. So now I just take Jimmy's contract and I sell it to my buyers list for 125. And then we go to, we go to a title company that's uh, wholesaling friendly. And then they say, all right, Mr. Jimmy, here goes your $75,000. They take the $125,000 from the investor and they give me $50,000. And I didn't buy the house. I was just literally under contract with it and I signed, it's called a signing a contract. Huh. I assigned the contract to the investor for $125,000. So people, people go and pay for this information, but literally, I, I'm not simplifying it. I'm not l- skipping any steps. That's it. <laughs> the, the challenge to that industry, what they're not going to tell you is that also very frequently, the people that call the number are, it's not, it's not Jimmy's house. It's his grandma's house. It's his grandmother's house. And she died and left it to him. But she didn't really leave it to him. She just told him he could have it. So now Jimmy's like, oh, no, it's mine. And we go to do what's called a title search. And then it's like, well, where's, where's grandmother Velez at? <laughs> well, she's passed on. Yeah. Well, unless you're going to dig her up, we better find somebody <laughs> who knows how to, how to make it now Yours. legally belong to Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what happens is you end up in Doylestown or city of Philadelphia battling to try to get the next of kin. The other thing that happens very frequently is like, oh, uh, Jimmy's grandmother took a loan out in 1977. So there's a lien against that. And there's a $10,000 <laughs> lien for Jimmy's painting service yeah. or Bobby's painting service. So now somebody has to pay Bobby or his next of kin. So we got to try to find this contractor who put a lien on the property. It's insane. Yeah. So what happens is when you get a deal that goes through, it's amazing. Yeah. That's all they want to tell you about. It's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But to find someone who's in a bad situation, actually owns a house, is ready to sell it for less than market value, is ready to have, it has enough value uh, after renovated to be worth something to the investor, you got to have a lot of things going in your favor. And this area isn't the best area for that, but there are areas that are good for it. Yeah. Okay. Well said. I appreciate that. That was all 300. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Saved. Saving people money. That's you know, what we're doing funny. here. I, I went up the mountains th- this past weekend. I heard Philadelphia area. Whoa, now I'm going up Wilkes-Barre area. The same commercial. <laughs> the same I was up commercial. New York. <laughs> uh, everyone in the South or N- North Jersey area, the same commercial, just different location. It was other weekends. Bro, <laughs> it, is, it is a racket. But listen, this is the, the now, now these people no longer have to flip houses, <laughs> yeah. which is yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. like... We got the golden goose. <laughs> yeah. You get a yeah. TV show, and then you start traveling around the country for everybody that watched it, yeah. and it's watching it on reruns, and sell them the dream. Yeah, and it's 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 free information. Like I am on YouTube to to like ungodly amounts of time because everything's on YouTube. Yeah, no matter what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna tell I was, I'm not I'm not gonna give away trade secrets, but I just got a new tip last night. I'll tell you guys offline because I can't <laughs> you can't let everyone have this. Yeah. <laughs> but He's gonna give us another gift. Yeah, no. Nah, but the other thing that that I think is uh, I, I was I was excited to come here because I know that people always have the same questions over and over again, right? Yeah, I always get the same things. Yeah, um, can I have a first time home buyer program? Is one that I like every single person asks me. What's up with the first time home buyer program? <laughs> yeah. What most people think a first-time home buyer program is is really not. It's really, it has to be your primary home. It's FHA. Yes. But it's Federal Housing Administration, not first-time home buyer association. Yeah. So, what that means is you could put three and a half percent down. Yeah. So a lot of people are. Oh, I got another announcement. Oh, all right. A lot of people are in the in the um, in the mindset that they can't afford a house because they just think that it's way more than it actually is. Okay. In this area. You should be thinking like seven grand, seven to ten grand is what you need to have down to put on a house. Yeah, you don't have to do more. It would be nice, you know. The days of everyone having twenty percent are gone, mm-hmm. so there's plenty of opportunities to for housing to be affordable for yeah. everyone. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a perfect time. It's tax time. People start getting this, you know, they start shopping at the check. Gucci store, <laughs> and and you really should be putting that money into a house, mm. preferably a multi-unit. Yeah. I don't know if we got time to go on the multi-unit thing, but so I, I I seen I seen a couple ads and and some years back before I actually um, me and my wife we got married we had 
we were kind of teeter tottering. Um, we just bought the house. We just invested all this money, and then I had this like a couple little side investments that I did that I cashed down on, and I was going to invest in a uh, what, what do you call it? a multi multi unit a multi unit. My gosh, my brain just went. Um, and it was this crazy, crazy uh, deal, and I just it just seemed like something wasn't right. Right. Now the the you know one of the units was being rented out the other one needed like all this work right. it was very confusing for me right. and I felt like it got complicated purposely so, almost or something I'm glad I'm glad you said that here's what here's what I try to do and this isn't a direct answer to your question but it's important you have to work with someone that you trust and yeah. that's it yeah 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 like it is so important cuz now if you call me I say Jimmy we ain't going, that ain't it. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. But if it is the one, because you have a relationship with me, you know that my my heart is in the right place. That yeah. all I want to do is for you to be great. Yeah. And I want you to win more than I even care about the commission. Yeah. And when people, people can sense that. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the people I that I, I try to get um, to work with, and I tell people this all the time, if you, if you have someone that you trust, that's worth anything. I don't care who it is. You could get yeah. the people off TV. You don't know them. Yeah. Yeah. They could be like, oh, this is a great deal. And trying to push you to the finish line so they could collect their check and go. Yeah. I almost talked to almost everybody that I ever helped. I'm talking about hundreds of people. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I just, I'm not going to be that guy that like, is like, oh, get this house. And then I disappear. <laughs> and that's, yeah, yeah. but that's like, yeah. that's a real deal. And like, yeah. if you ever see anything, you could call me anytime. And I'm yeah. talking about you call me anytime. Yeah. You yeah. could call me. You could call me, and I'll give you the real. I'll just be like, yo, look, if I wouldn't do it, I would tell you not to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people do what they want to do anyway. Yeah. But there's a great, great, great opportunity in multi-units. Like I tell everybody, as investment, um, ultimately, the FHA thing I was talking about. Yeah. There's another thing I want to talk about, too. Um, very frequently, people go into a relationship with someone, and they buy a house, right? And yeah. they say... Me and my wife buy a house, and we both go on the loan together, right? Yeah. And it, there's this stigma that if you don't go on the loan together, that, like, one of the persons is, like, super messed up or mm. whatever. Yeah. But really, it's so much smarter for only one person to go on the loan. Yeah. The reason is, if you qualify for it with one person, the reason is because you don't want both people's debt-to-income to reflect this huge purchase. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand what I mean? Yeah. You want someone to be able to do the investment property and someone able to be in the house that you live in. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You understand what I mean? Yeah. You want to be able to say, all right, listen, the house is in my wife's name. I'm on the deed. The investments are in my name, and she's on the deed. And we both own both houses. I mean, you're married. This yeah. is the person that you're going to live your life with. Yeah. But you want to have the flexibility to be able to invest in properties. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, we get caught up in the foolishness of it. Right. And being like, and not, not saying that's foolish. It's fine if, if that's what works for you. If you have enough disposable income to be able to afford three houses or beach house, but I think it's a lot better move to have only one person on and then the other person do the investment. Okay. With the FHA, for example, let's say that was my situation, right? And I'm gonna buy an FHA property that's four units, right? Now, I could say that that's my primary residence and only put three and a half percent down because I don't own the house that I live in with my wife, right. if that was the case. Right, right, right. What I mean is, it just gives you flexibility. Yeah, now yeah. they're not saying, hey, you got a half a million dollar house, you can't buy another house for another 300,000, yeah. because you don't make that much money. Yeah. So it's, a, it's just a way to be able to live in the, in the investment game, because yeah. what happens is, none of us are getting on cribs without real estate. That's right. the yeah. bottom line. Right, 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 right. It's like, you know, I don't know what your jump shot's like, mine is gone. <laughs> <laughs> and, no jumper. <laughs> The backup Eagles, you know, quarterback job is taken. So, <laughs> so there, you know, so it's like we this this is a vehicle for everyone to get wealth yeah. and like long term. We all have. You have some kids, Gabe? No, I don't. No kids. You got some kids. You got kids. Yep. So we all have kids, and I'm like, I now know what our parents didn't know. I don't know about your parents, yeah. but you know what I mean. What our yeah, parents yeah, didn't yeah. know then. It's like my son's gonna have a property before he's 16, exactly. without a doubt. Hopefully yeah. before he's 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where yeah. he he understands that like. This is long term. Yeah. I look back at like when I was 18 and I like, this is great for the barbers. So many barbers in this area make so much money mm -hmm. and they have like cash and they, they are renting places 
And this brings me to my next breaking news. I'll tell you when to hit the breaking news announcement. Okay. Uh, Thank you. We uh, appreciate that. It's very helpful. They have so much. They have so much <laughs> disposable cash that they're like, but they rent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they rent because they don't know that the pro- that the that the programs and things are out there for them to buy. Mm. So they're like, oh, nobody's gonna approve me because I don't got a W two. I don't got. I'm 1099. I don't get a paycheck every two weeks. Yeah. So I can't qualify. So I'll rent in the borough for $1,400 a month and pay that every month for in perpetuity, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like when you look back at it, you're like, geez, man. Uh, I, there's a saying that like everybody pays a mortgage. It's either yours or your landlord's. <laughs> yeah. But everybody's paying one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's time for the breaking news uh, buzzer insert. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. Breaking um, news. So I put together a program with uh, a mortgage broker friend of mine that is specifically for barbers and hairstylists. Wow. And the reason I did this is because exactly what I just talked about. So many of these people qualify financially and and they don't and they don't buy because they don't think that they qualify. But there are programs out there. Because of the collapse of 2007, 2008, yeah. mm-hmm. um, a lot of that went away. It wasn't as it was super crazy back then. It was yeah. like you, it don't matter. Sign here. You own all these homes. Yeah. 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 If you ever seen the movie The Big Short, it's an amazing movie. It just yes. outlines that. It's yes. awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's a great, accurate depiction of what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now banks are starting to understand that a lot of people, because of the wave of entrepreneurship, a lot of people don't qualify traditionally the way that they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there has to be a space for those people. You can't, you know, some barbers make $300,000 a year. Some make, you know, a ton of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're not... Just because you're self-employed doesn't mean you you're, don't qualify. Yeah. So I put this program together with this mortgage broker friend of mine. And when this is airing, it'll be rolled out. I'm going to wait till this is going live on yeah. Tuesday. Nice. And I'm Lord willing, I will release that on that same day. So that okay. we are, um, nice. we got a lot of breaking news. In unison, news. yeah. Yeah, yeah got, I like we it. We got to get these, uh, the bu- I got to hear the breaking news sounder. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to create one just for you. We'll have to just create one. A lot of, th- a lot of things are breaking out on episode 132. We got every guest brings a gift. And Thin episode. Merrill's not getting our 300 Thin bucks. Thin Merrill <laughs> cannot have your 300 bucks. Um, that's awesome. If you want to send your 300 dollars, we'll give you a cash app link. Yeah, <laughs> yes, seriously. Yeah. Send it to Rotated Views. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so explain, um, I guess a little bit about where you want to see yourself at in about ten years, um, w- with all of this. So you're gonna you're gonna release this new program that's uh, geared towards uh, barbers and hairstylists. Are you going to do? Oh, and and kind of go also talk about multi unit. What's the you know the why you think that is so bad? Right, so multi units are ultimately here's the deal. Let's say you buy a two unit in Northeast Philadelphia, right? Yeah. It's two hundred grand. Let's say the mortgage is. Sixteen fifty a month, yeah. right? You rent the downstairs for fourteen hundred, just like what our friends pay in yeah. rent, and then you live upstairs for two hundred and fifty grand. Yeah. But let's just say you're a guy who's, let's say you and your wife had a imaginary separation, and you honestly did want to live there full time, right? Yeah. yeah. So now you live there, you live there for two fifty. But then let's say you and your wife reconcile. Love is hard. Things happen. People get back together. Yeah. So now you move back home. And you rent out the top unit. So now the top units rented out for fourteen hundred and the bottom units units rent out for fourteen hundred. It's a two bedroom, it's two bedroom, two bath on both levels. Yeah. So now you're getting what? Twenty eight hundred? Passive income. And the rent is sixteen fifty. So that gives you what? You're my math guy. Eleven fifty a month. So now eleven fifty a month you've created an income for yourself. Mm-hmm. Every month the mortgage is being paid. Over time you can start doubling up, pay it off in fifteen years. And then you got fourteen hundred or whatever, twenty eight hundred dollars a month mm. in income, and by the time you pay it off, imagine what the rent will be. Yeah, those are the ways that I always used to think. Like, like I have friends whose parents, when I went to college, their parents like paid for their school. Yeah, cash. Yeah, and I'd be thinking like, <laughs> yeah, I know, it's what the- did her dads do? <laughs> yeah, but the answer is, they own real estate. Sure. Yeah. They may they maybe had a great savings account, but most of them could pull out if they didn't have it, pull it out equity in their home, a home equity loan, and pay for their kids' school. That's that's ultimately the the plan. If you don't have a huge savings account, your house is your savings. Your yeah. house is your retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your house, you know. Yeah. 
it, it's it's an amazing, amazing thing, and anybody can do it. I always get people ask me like, "Yo, uh, I'm thinking about getting my license," and I always encourage people to get their license yeah. because me and Miguel were talking about this before we went live. Like, there's more, there's money for everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's yeah. always there's always another deal, mm-hmm. and you know. Uh, so, in answer to your question, what do I plan to do? Ten years, I plan to be like, hopefully. Um, I hopefully, I hopefully have a shore house. I hopefully have a, a healthy family. I hopefully have, and the reason I'm doing the the barbers and hairstyles is I was trying to think of creative niches to get into that any yeah. nobody targets. Nobody targets yeah. barbers and hairstyles. Mm-hmm. And if any realtor today, I'm talking about next Tuesday, tells you that they were targeting barbers and hairstyles before me, they're lying. Yeah, <laughs> you heard the breaking news. Yeah. Sounder that my boy <laughs> Gabe created. I am targeting barbers and hairstyles. Yeah. So I hope that I, I wanted that to be a niche, but I want to develop my business. Now, my, my ultimate goal, ultimate 10 year goal, and maybe this will be real, but I started out wanting to be a sports agent, right? That was my dream job. All I want to be is a sports agent. Then I seen this show on ESPN about this real estate agent who only worked with athletes. Oh, wow. Okay. As athletes come into town, mm-hmm. he's helping them. Uh, find their places in the town. Yeah. Yeah. He was like in a limo. He's got you know fancy champagne and they're popping bottles in the yeah. back of the limo. Yeah, seeing houses. That's like my goal on of all goals. That's awesome. Yeah, and I'll you know to work create, with like Philly athletes or New York, Philly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jersey. I'm yeah. licensed in Pennsylvania, New Jersey. So okay. anybody listening that is you know thinks I'm not going to Jersey, I live in Jersey. I will do Jersey and all the PA. I'll go to Altoona. I don't care. <laughs> so, all right. So, speaking of ten-year goals, um, this has been a goal of mine. I mean, since we were probably kids, and I'll tell you where it came from. It had nothing to do with money. Um, I I want to I want to own a small hotel, maybe twenty rooms or less down the shore. And how that started out was I want We've we've always went down the Jersey Shore uh, w- with our family, but. Sometimes what happened was the hotels that we got, the deals, and people were calling, and indecisiveness. Some people, we ended up at different hotels. We're just kind of all over the place. Right. I'm like, man, when I get older, I'm going to buy a hotel we can all stay in. Right. First floor is ours, the second floor, or whatever. Now, I'm looking back. I'm like, wow, that, that still is a great idea. Yeah. But I want to do it, obviously, for an income. So, so as an investment, how what, what kind of tips... Uh, I, I see. I seen. You know. I seen a hotel down Jersey Shore Wildwood for like, I think it was fourteen rooms, two point five million dollars. That's a lot of freaking money. I don't have two point five million dollars, but I'm saying like, once I get into a position, is that something? Because it's not a hotel like my, you see like five hundred rooms. I'm not talking about all that. I'm talking about my my answer to that question is, you got to play Monopoly. Yeah. You got to trade multi unit. Northeast units, you got to trade up for bigger properties and trade up for biggers and build the equity in it. Yeah. So if you like Google how to make a million dollars in real estate, right? Yeah. Which is something I Google every day. Yeah. (laughs) Very frequently. As the house hustler, I would assume you do. I can't stop Googling (laughs) um, things like that. Um, They'll talk about buying a single family home, then buying a multifamily unit, then trading it up for a small investment property and trading up for a bigger investment property and something you're talking about is a pretty big investment 2.5 million ain't nothing to you know shake your head at yeah but that's the way you do it you put you make it your 10-year plan and you're like all right in the first two years i'm gonna grab my first multi-unit and then i'm gonna let it appreciate i'm gonna buy it at auction you know and still get it financed through creative financing yeah and then i'm gonna wait two years and then sell it and trade up with uh they have like these tax deferring when you roll in money, when you investment okay. money, where you yeah. don't have to pay tax on it as long as you buy another investment mm-hmm. property. Right. So you want to just create a plan like that. Yeah, you yeah. want to buy a small place that you can't afford, hold it, keep it, let it appreciate, turn it into the next property. Hold it, let it appreciate, turn it into the next one. So that's, that's really the goal. And in the meantime, it's not costing you anything because your rent is the rent that you're collecting is covering the cost of the place. So is there a time frame that you have to meet for it, for that, for you to not get taxed in that rollover? 
Yes, you have to use the money within a certain time. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Have, but yes, so you can't just keep it indefinitely and be like, I'm not paying taxes because I'm eventually going to buy <laughs> something. I'm thinking about because buying what a happens house. is, what happens is a lot of people buy places that are just investments, and then you'll, you'll. I, it's called something oh nine tax deferment. I, I would have to look it up, but, sure. um, but people buy houses that they don't necessarily want to live in or have any plans for, but they're just rolling the money. They just don't yeah, want to yeah, give it to yeah. the government. Yeah. So that's how you do that. You just, I think, and that's, that's a great plan to have. It's like, again, once you get to that point where you could buy a, a small uh, palace in the, out on the shore, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. doing good. Yeah, absolutely. It's patches make quilts, baby. Yeah, and, but it is true. You, you know, you, you do dream building, right? Where you kind of go to the neighborhood that you always want to live in or something like that or, or look sure. at the cars that you always want to sure. have. So it, we, did, we had, um, it was a Saturday where it was raining. So our plans were down the shore. We're down there for the damn beach. You know what I mean? Of course, it's raining. So our plans got, a, you know, got canceled. So I'm trying to make the best of it. So I'm thinking this is a great idea. I'm like, you know, let's just drive around and look at properties. But I'm looking at small hotels Again, tw- I have a specific number in my head because after 20 rooms to me, it's like it's not manageable. You're like, yo, don't bring that 10-unit hotel to me. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing it. So hold on, gentlemen. Do not do what I did. She was not up for it. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I, I hopped out the car. I'm like, oh, I just want to check it out. I'm like peeking through a window. Right. It's raining. The baby's crying in the back. She's yeah. like, this is not a good look on any level. It was. I didn't warn her. I thought she was going to be you know, with me on this yeah. whole dream. She was not feeling it one Say, bit. Boy, boy, if you don't get in this car, you don't hear this baby oh man we had i had to take her out to lunch after that right, one man right, right. um no but you do you think that's a that's a great investment or that's a good i think that that i think that anything that's making you money is a great investment yeah. right that's that's kind of the, the definition of a great investment is it's making you money right right or it like provides you long-term stability yeah um the other thing that i think is important is that it's you it can't be when i talk about the patches make quilts type idea you can't be afraid of the little poop hole like the Doris Vernon. That yeah. is just your start. That's your yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, sure. That's your patch. It's like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, we yeah. at the Vernon now, but we'll be at the new. You know, we'll be at the new place soon enough. Yeah, yeah. And 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 really, that's like a lot of times with investors, I'm always giving them this advice. I say, listen, don't buy anything you can't buy with cash. I understand that you don't want to buy a house or a multi-unit in Trenton. But if it's twenty five thousand dollars and people are going to rent it and you can afford that, to me, it's better to buy that than to buy, than to go get a loan for two hundred grand and now owe someone money. Yeah, 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 yeah. you understand what I yeah, mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, and 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 learn because, like I said about the contractors, you got to get your team straight before yeah. you. And I'm talking about like first time investors, like yeah, people yeah. that are just trying to get yeah. in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to get out here and like, oh, you borrowed all this money. Now you got this team who you don't know, and now you're on the hook for like. The nut, as they call it, which is the money you owe on the money you borrowed, which hmm. is not a small number. Yeah. Especially if like and, and deals like that, you got to use hard money, which you're like, yeah, that's like calling Tony Soprano for money. It's like, yeah, you got it. But <laughs> we know where your wife works. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So wrapping things up, is there any parting words you want to leave with somebody who's you know, looking to attain their dream or, or live the life that they've always, you know, aspired to live. Anyone trying to go after, you know, what they always wanted. I would say don't be afraid of your struggle. In Philadelphia, we got this trust the process thing that's been, like, killed. Yeah. yeah. But, and and that, honestly, is the, the way that you get there. I, I mean, I'm, I think we all can agree that we're all a work in progress, right? It's like, sure. I, I've seen... I've seen strides in my own life, but I, I, I'm not afraid of shutting it down. We, yeah. we, could, we could take away all the cars, all the houses, all the shoes, all the clothes. We could take away all that stuff and, yeah. and get back to the grind if need be. Yeah. So I think that's my advice. Don't be afraid of like doing without to get where you want to get, get to. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know? Yeah. Just patches make quilts, man. Shout out to JD, my dad. I love you, bro. Nice. I love it. Um, all right, so if anyone wants to reach you, how do they get you? Do you have any uh, social media handles, websites? Yeah, so um, website is going to be new because we, we made a breaking news announcement earlier today. <laughs> but right. um, at The House Hustler on Instagram, uh, Jolyn Davis on Facebook, and at House Hustler 215 on Twitter. Nice. 
All right, so there you have it, folks. Jolan Davis, uh, the house hustler. We're going to wrap this thing up with uh, two quotes. The first one's by Jeff Green. In real estate, you make 10% of your money because you're a genius and 90% because you catch a great wave. Uh, And the second one by Pele. Success is no accident. It is hard work, perseverance, learning, studying, sacrifice, and most of all, love what you are doing or learning to do. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Yes. So there you have it, folks, The House Hustler. In this episode, we have special guests and realtor, Jolan Davis. In this episode, we discuss buying and selling homes, real estate investing, reality TV shows, and the competitiveness of the real estate industry. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Jeff Green and Pele. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>